0: this is botbusters a pr and marketing podcast brought to you by market across the leading pr and marketing agency in crypto this is the pilot for my personal podcast which i'm going to be talking to some of my acquaintances in the industry and trying to go personal and behind the scenes and kind of share their story and next steps all right well, without further ado and what's happy, my my conference wife how are you hi darling how are you whoever Lives on a rock and doesn't know. Then, when havey was the founder and CEO of Simplex, I think the first and leading on ramp, off ramp platform in the crypto space, uh, sold his company a year and a half ago. I remember I was on the family weekend in Colby to Nouveau for a nice sum of money. Whoever wants can Google it. We're not going to get into that. And now you are a vacation pensioner.
1: I'm uh, on a non-paid leave uh, high tech person. That's how I <laughs> Perfect.
0: Perfect. it's great. We're going to get there. All right. I wanted to really quickly get a pass and then actually we'll get to the future. I know that you've told the past 30 times. We actually started, mentioned this a second ago. So um, like most Israelis, you were in the army, like me, nowhere uh, productive. And you were stuck in the tank. How'd you get to computers? How'd that happen? Kind of by mistake. I was in high school. I was kind of
1: in a computer science track, but I was a horrible student. And then after the army, it was just like, I wasn't really sure what I'm going to do with myself. I worked in construction for a year and a half and, (laughs) and then I went to university, followed my wife, my later to be wife, the Technion started learning mechanical engineering. The only course, which I didn't hate was C the programming language. And then C from C++. Yeah. Oh, wow. Predecessor. Wow. Yeah. I'm old. Fuck you. And. Then I, I moved to IDC, was a, I, private school. Also, oh. yeah, I, I, I couldn't yeah. do the Technion, it was too, too but difficult. And during the summer, I promised someone that I'll build my website, which was 97. I didn't so have, I development was into? it was it wasn't really that even at the time, like 97, there was nothing. I didn't own a computer at the time. So there, so I bought a computer. I learned Perl. I invented a stupid way of working with databases because I wasn't aware of the concept of databases because I didn't know anything and I did. And then I did, you know, I was freelancer for a few years, had a software company, like an outsourcing boutique for quite a long time. I the happy solutions? Indeed in that. Everybody used to call me the happy problems, but yeah. So how big, how big did the, did the agency go? Like how, how big did it get? I stopped recruiting more people. Like I limited it around 20 people because I preferred to stay involved in all the projects. Like I didn't want to overgrow and it, it was a very different time than today. Like outsourcing in the Philippines or India or whatever didn't really work at the time. Like. Yeah started to get marginalized uh like i don't know 15 years ago something like that
0: okay so as a service provider to foreign service provider why do you think how the hub solutions worked was it was it timing was that the main thing or like okay i can tell that i think the market across works well because we are more hot oriented come from a traditional marketing background I think, why why did that succeed i i think it was a
1: lot to do with timing but also because we did, we did like. Israel no, was the main market, Israeli, Israel? Israel and US, mostly gotcha. Israel, but yeah, a lot of work in the US as well. And mostly the fact that I wasn't afraid of anything, like anything is possible. Software is just well, we're gonna get to that in a an enabler. Yeah. Like I did stuff for Celera carriers, banks, Disney, oh, wow. lots of, like most of the work was prototyping for startups, including hardware, like crazy shit that nobody would you know, you would get charged like millions. We would say, yeah, like three months. How'd you get the business? How, how'd that work out? I have no idea. Word of mouth. So, yeah. Word of mouth, stop some conferences. So, you know, I've been basically selling stuff know, right, for the past 25
0: years. So yeah. Okay, so service provider, and then you come, Simplex is the first startup you start? I had, I had like a six month startup between... What did that do? I don't know this, start. <laughs> it
1: was called friendly credit. It was supposed, like, I, I didn't know enough about regulation. I wanted to provide peer-to-peer micro-lending on the social graph. The idea was that it's going to be like friendly micro-credit. So let's say I borrow from your friend, and if I default, you become the mediator. And you kind of make things work out. Is, is that a black market uh no no because I I just I just didn't you know, understand regulation at all. Like I had no idea. Like, is that the silk road no no, 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 no. Just like micro loans. You know, I okay. need like a hundred bucks to pay the I don't know, the You don't the for a... uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was supposed to be like uh, do good, it was a shit storm, it didn't work at all. And then so from a service provider who's worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, seen a lot of pitches, a lot of bullshit, and I can say you're a pretty cynical person like me. No, me? How is that? Wasn't that hard for you to become that startup founder and do the deck and start going, selling the dream? Because I can tell you that like right now, doing what I've been doing for so long, it almost seems like impossible for me. <laughs> it uh, He's just doing faces on the camera. It almost seems impossible to me to think about becoming that founder guy. And again, I love founders. They're, they're how I live, but it's just, I've been on the the other side for too long. And I, I I think it's like, I don't know if I could be that guy. First of all, you know, like the,
1: the men in the arena, I have nothing can compare to being a founder. The courage, the, the personal cost mental cost nobody's talking about that shit everybody's like oh i, mean, I oh, want I to talk f- about crypto fatigue i f- think sh- the, the fantastic narrative of yeah raise money easily and uh, launch a startup and have an amazing product beyond i don't know fucking product hunt or whatever and I think we did a lot of product. Yeah, no, no, okay. no, that's fine. I'm just saying it's a, no, no. it's a shitty narrative. I think, you know, being a, an entrepreneur is basically. But also that narrative is
0: psychological. But no, but I think that, so this is a cool conversation for me, but if that narrative has changed from your time, because now these companies are going for long and part of that narrative, I see that on my end, this one was also angel investors and some SaaS startups is that now it's like, oh, then I do the big B round and then I move to the States for three, four years and I do all these talks and Sosa or whatever, because that's my funnel. It's not only do I hustle, whatever it's now I have this full relocation style and living abroad and the Adam Singulda, or whatever. I'm going to become a star as well. That was a whole mix that was added. That was no, yes. I just
1: really, I never wanted to be known. Like I preferred like the, the fight club thing where you, he walks in a circle behind everyone. Yeah. I never wanted to be known. Uh, but you did, you still took the plunge and then you became a founder
0: in yourself. It was an obsession. I have, I have no. Obsession with the problem that Simplex solves. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk really briefly about Simplex. I'm less interested in the product of the company, but Simplex is on off-reps. So mostly what...
1: on-reps at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> on-reps for crypto. So buy crypto with a credit card. We started with solving something that at the time was like, it was impossible to buy with a credit card. The major issue was chargebacks. You can charge back your credit card. So no merchant wanted to sell. In the past, I don't know, two, three years, it's not a big issue because they're, they're able to, so, to work around
0: what made you qualify to be the person who solved that problem? Balls. Nothing. Like you didn't have any fintech. Well, in like, some, so I'd like. I, I'm. Did you understand like banking?
1: and I'm an expert of none. You know, I, I I don't really consider things impossible, and I don't mind trying. And you know, experts of the industry, including you know Scott Galli, the CEO, that the president of Pioneer. Uh-huh. Whom I love is an awesome guy, and he's 40 years in the credit card industry. He told uh-huh. me it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And you know, so no, okay, fine. <laughs> Great feedback. Thanks. I'll I'll go do
0: it And now. Why? So I want to see wh- why, how, and what. So why do you think that Simplex was able to succeed in a place where others weren't? Was it because you guys went through the fraud thing as the as the main part, or never what?
1: fucking give up ever? I'm a stubborn as can be. Basically, you know, things weren't very, very bad in multiple occasions, but like, I just couldn't give up and it, it's very, you know, great for me that at the end of the day, mean, stubborn is a uh, quality, <laughs> but yeah, just being stubborn. Like I wouldn't give up. I, I couldn't let it go. How
0: did like, how did Simplex grow? Cause I actually use Simplex as a SOPA for disclosure, meaning of not only been personal friends, we've also had a client vendor relationship for several years. Um, and I always give you as an example for like a, a big a company could do very, very big without having a very elaborate marketing scheme. And I'm a marketer. So it's like, it, it looks like a bad look when I say that. But what do you attribute Sid Blitz's massive growth? Was it at, at some point again, like market domination? I wouldn't say growth, market domination. Was it, what was the, what was the funnel? Was it like you and Ali and Reverse go get deals or was there yeah. a specific, like a book or yep. uh, There was no
1: playbook. I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough about marketing to have an actual playbook. But you sell, sell, sell. You just sell to everyone. It's a funnel. Don't give a shit about people telling you no. You don't release anyone.
0: You keep. By the way, what is the most non-gary person in the world? So, him giving like these words, something it means that it's 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 real. It's not like a a scheme, you know. I was,
1: and you, you know, yeah. everybody know, everybody knew me. Everybody recognized me with a SimpLex
0: t-shirt. I was in every conference. working. I can tell sport. you that the reason why I wear a Market Across t-shirt in every conference I go to is something that I learned from you. I really did because the first times I was like button out. First of all, I didn't feel comfortable myself. I feel like it was in a uniform and like overwear and my my gut here or there. But also, it just doesn't have it. It doesn't have a conversation starter. And today, when we go to events, whatever, when I put on my my employees put on the shirt. Boom. It's there. It, it's a, and those are the little things that i learned from you, but. Market awareness. You put it
1: out there. People recognize it. People ask about it. It's just like but what actually, they do. You
0: just put it. Actually, but that shirt. was the playbook. The playbooks were repetition. It was closing deals, doing that simplex PR again. I'm on the PR angle of like a simplex integration. It became something that companies wanted almost like. I wouldn't say like a chain link PR that was used to, or a polygon PR these days. It's like on the funnel, but it was there. People wanted that. It was almost like a selling proposition. It can be announced that we have this partnership or whatever. Yeah. And it was just new content, this content, this content, this content, 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 That's it. You guys didn't do PPC affiliates, Zero. advertising, nothing. Zero. Zero of those. We also,
1: uh, as you know, we almost. Didn't do any paid PR or paid speaking positions. Yeah. Again, yeah. just, you know, being hustlers. What,
0: there's one person that's also, you have a pretty cool story. And also, I guess, you know, you your, your date doing insane, but having a person that is relevant, then he can get prominence in events, yeah. sending him to events, making sure that there's some type of like mark around that. Mm. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Yep. Being an OG helps. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first deal that you guys closed where you're like, Oh shit, this just got real. Like the first client, I could tell that for us, when we as an agency actually signed Binance three something years ago, but, I had like imposter syndrome. I'm like, I can't believe we actually closed that. By the way, three and a half years later, we're still with them, but what was that first? Binance was also your first doing Binance was like the the first major, like one that we thought like, holy
1: fuck, I can't believe we closed this one.
0: And I remember we got you TechCrunch and the headline was Binance think, Integrate Credit Cards or whatever, and you got pissed. You're like, why doesn't it say simple? I told you, well, they just gave you the, the best thing of your life. And, uh, yeah, but still, I was very aware of the brand awareness thing.
1: And it really helped like the, the one thing I insisted on from day one was being a gray label rather than a white label. So simplex was in everybody's faces. Like millions of people knew the brand name, like Elon Musk used simplex. Tell me what that story. What do is...
0: no, mean? Like, we... okay. <laughs> someone just told me like, dude, Elon Musk just used it. Us. That's, that's hilarious. Gray label actually. I don't think I know that term. It's cool. So gray labels being like an integrated, hardware like label, integrated partner that has branding work in it. Yeah. You have my, my layer there. team.
1: Yeah. It was in the agreement, in the one page agreement with all
0: of the partners. It said they have to let the logo remain there. Yeah. Well, the, business is too important in the industry today for me to tell the stories that we have with them with the contract. Well, let's say it's very funny to try and get us the side of the corporate contract into that SMT, Very. Uh, the address part, yes, yeah. yeah. the challenging yeah. work. At the same. Time. Oh. <laughs> All right, cool. So, speed up, market domination, market leader. A conference. This is a big thing. You know, that's where you and I. Timing, have... timing is number one. Look at the wire shutting down now. Since then, it's crazy. Wire was like one of the most hyped fintech cool out of whatever. Yep. They had like They, they were publishing a M&A
1: for 1.5 billion dollars about a year ago. Now they're just shutting down.
0: Okay, but Simplex sold for a nice, hefty fund. And there were several months or whatever before that, that the company's future wasn't something that was clear at all. Nothing like, was ever clear. It's crypto. It's a startup in fintech in crypto. It's never clear. How, so we actually had a brief talk about that. How, how many of the, again, look at FTX. I always tell the story. If I would've sat here a year ago and told my partners the and Elad, fuck it, I'm done. I'm sick of it. I want to sell this company. And move to the beach. And we're going to talk about that in a second. If I would have done, done a secret list of five top companies I want to talk to, two or three of those companies aren't there to It's insane. Cause so that's also crypto in general, but we're also we're talking about startups. Yeah. I,
1: I think crypto more than startups, like usually huge startups, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars worth don't get shut down. Just like, you know, Tehran style. Yeah,
0: that's true. True, but I can, yeah, there's just a different side of that which is completely. No, if it's, if it's getting, if it was
1: tens of billions of dollars worth and it's getting shut down, usually somebody's going to jail.
0: Yeah, not always. It's a down, yes. But way. I tell you that, like, personally, I know of two or three people that went to school with me who bought apartments in Tel Aviv in the past few years under the assumption that their new stocks in their different cool companies that just IPO'd is going yeah. to be worth certain things. And now they're like, oh, cool. That company's down 80%. Yeah. So I can't make the payments or I don't know how I'm going to buy the or house probably. that I did because I thought it was whatever. And then they say, wow, I wonder how much money the founders made in those days and who are the people that bought it at that 70 or $60 price, whatever. It feels kind of crypto to me. Stocks are... yeah, Were. Yeah, <laughs> were. Kind of crypto style, yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about like that for a second. So you sold the company. I, I don't want to get into like, oh how was it? or uh, whatever. But so being so hustle and driven and I don't give up and whatever, you know, all means that's the cause. What do you do when it's done? Like you're a Negro Montoya, you kill the guy <laughs> and the like, it's it's I so think he's a Tarsus like I'm sure, but what? it's a, I think it's an elaborate question and there's a
1: I don't think we have time for no, of course, but of course. yeah but in the beginning it is like there's a sense of like okay now what it's like what's gonna happen now I have no idea like what's my position? what do I do in life like going from you know I used to travel like I don't know 20 25 times a year abroad to conferences now I'm going to almost zero yeah. from being like half of my brain is constantly on work constantly like 24 7. Now it's not like it's, it's, it takes some time to adapt to be like, I don't know, six months, maybe more to adapt to not being constantly occupied with, okay, what's going to happen now? The, I think. The, Finding the, different with say endorphins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just like toning it, taking it down from like being dialed up to 11. Is this protect, a big stop or a new normal for you? For me, it's a new normal. I'm, I'm done with this shit. Nobody needs the amount of stress, which is. I don't think anyone who hasn't been an, an, entrepreneur can imagine the, the levels of stress, like in, in one of the shitty times in simplex, I lost 12 kilograms, I broke my two front teeth, grinding
0: them in my sleep. It's nobody needs this shit. And I, and I'm a pretty like solid guy. Like yes. I don't there's, get it. A- there's startup stress and there's like also what's called the crypto fatigue. So whoever doesn't know crypto all well, is a 24 seven hour market, which is Insane, as in it's a publicly traded market 24 7 global in general, just like having a very big part of not only your personal wealth, but also your professional, whatever business in an industry where at any given moment you can be like, Oh, the entire industry just went up 13% in the past hour. Why YOLO? I don't know. It seems like it's insane, it's it's really insane, and it, it it really kills or not kills, it really grinds a lot of people. And I think that one of the things that you told me first on, and I think that you still a year stand there is. Never again, as in like, you're, you're going to do stuff. We're going to talk about it, but you don't plan or don't hope or, or don't believe you will be a serial startup entrepreneur. You don't want to go back. I don't think so. I don't don't think so. Uh, Again, I
1: don't have like crypto fatigue. I think that the market cycles are very helpful because like. uh, No, crypto fatigue of just living it, living day to day day that. I'm fine with it. It's a bear market. So I barely check anything about it. When it's a bull cycle
0: again, I live next yeah, but, to the screen, but, you're off, but how, I'm enjoying it. How many employees does Simplex have at the highest point? 200. Okay. So you're not, you're not remind, remembering about, Nimrod checking out the price of Heath, not just because of the and his bags about this is an indicator to where the market's going. Yeah, of course. Fuck I have 200 people. I need to pay their salary. Yeah. And there's action to be
1: taken in simplex because the market is right now at that point or the other.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But. For me, I don't think I want to manage people again. I don't want to be
0: responsible for 200 families. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I'm done. Like, I don't need this shit. How much do you think a startup's success in general is macro versus micro? Is it this company really did something really, really good or they were at the right time, SaaS, new normal, video conferencing is the thing, like, or, or simple. Like... I
1: think it's mostly macro and luck. That's why I don't think, I think entrepreneurs who try to do the same thing over again. Most of them fail. The, I don't know, like the exact percentage, but so they have. Like entrepreneurs have learned a lot, definitely. But most of the things change. Like I have an enormous amount of data on raising seed fund. I'll never raise seed funding again. If I, even if I decide to do another startup, it's going to be in completely different terms, different market, different timing, different
0: investors. Everything's going to be different. Who the fuck said that I know anything about that? Yeah, you're specifically sitting here, sitting here in, in, our, in our HQ, or our office. We have several lines of businesses, and we've never raised money for everyone. I don't know. Like, I have I know how to sell. I've been asking people for money for services for years and gotten pretty good at it, but I've never asked anyone to invest or give me money for a degree. I don't know how that looks like. People have asked us. We're getting a small potato, and I always have that kind of imposter syndrome about, like, Wow, he wasn't really desperate to want my money. <laughs> yeah. I think imposter. I think imposter syndrome is part of life. I, I always have it, always
1: like on stage, everywhere, always, still today. Like it doesn't matter. I still like. I I feel it's ninety five percent luck at the end of the day, so I can't really take credit. And that's exactly the
0: imposter syndrome. Like I can't you, take getting yeah, the multi hundred million dollar check from uh, whatever doesn't help. The, no, the, the, it doesn't. No, doesn't. Like do college, it, does it, it doesn't. Nope. Fill it doesn't. Still luck. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, again, I, it couldn't be like, uh, you know, I worked, I worked really hard
1: to be in a position to get lucky, but still I got lucky. And again, look at fucking wire. It's, it's horrible.
0: Yeah. But the, the same part is the thing about how much, and I don't even want to go to specifics about like how much in Israeli high tech specifically, because there's a lot of other sectors, but how much high tech in startups is faking it till you make it and do you have enough gas in the tank and does no one check the hood before it falls down. You just saw that. JP Morgan seen some entrepreneur that yep. sold them a company because she just said that she has 4 million users saying they want a loan, but she just brought some SDR and collected 4 million emails from. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of shit going they, on. They, they, I, I they think sold it enough.
1: You know? And everybody's doing that. Like look at Sequoia with FTX. That's, that's, I think is insane.
0: Oh, the fact that that he was, there was playing League of Legends during the his... that. There was no due diligence by Sequoia. Signing a hear yeah. Chamath's story. I, I'm saying, like, he's my friend. I don't know, Chamath first. About you know, SP, spacking, yep. whatever. So he said that again, I might be paraphrasing, but he was looking into investing, I think, in the last round. There was no, oh, ah, yeah. And he said, like, no fucking way the numbers are right. No, 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 no. He asked, like, simple questions. I think, what is the employee count? Who's in the board? Nobody needs. whatever. There was and, no board. Yeah. yeah. yeah and he just SVF replied to him, go fuck yourself. Like, my message, go fuck yourself. Nice. No. Nice. Yeah. That worked out very well. Great DD process. <laughs> Actually, like I, I don't want to talk to you about that because a lot of people have, but I, I I personally think that what happened in that space is, and again, you know, this is someone who's in the works and see these bull markets that in the bullish of bull times in crypto, because there's so little innovation and so much copycatting, there is, and the time crunch is so big that, yeah, that was last year, there was, we're three partners. Okay? okay, just me and David and I not have the also our email info at market across. I think there were days of I mean, 45, 50 leads. Now, again, most of it's crap, but, like, that BC, that guy, that one. No, no, I don't remember. There was no time for DD. And what happened is that everyone was, like, was, like, you know, was counting on the other guy. So Yeah, but you don't have LP money, which some of these are companies, insurance you. companies for, you know, teachers or, you know, firemen. Okay, but i have also heard I don't remember who it was. I think, I think it was A16, or whatever. that said, you also have to understand that we were getting LP pressure on the other side. FTX on its last round, if you had LP money in the world, yeah. everyone was saying, how are we not in that deal? And you're like, oh, I didn't look at, it, they're like, okay, but I'm your LPs. And I'm one part of that. If I want to go to people and say, I'm yeah. just, if just, just to further indicate how fucked up VC business is. Yeah. Look at, look at the, uh, you know, Tiger, Tiger, basically. You know, uh, Does it know Tiger Global was a hedge fund for about 10 or 15 years, not doing VC, whatever, pretty traditional. And then they said. And the, uh, pr- kind of pre-corona time, let's get into the DC space. And they were able to, I think, erase 10 years of carry for the whole hedge fund, 20. 20 years of carry for the hedge fund in about a year and something of investing.
1: Yep. And the, you know, they get the, they're investing, they're deploying capital. They're getting their management fees. The partner who invested is making a shit ton of money. And they invested everywhere in everything. They didn't take board seats. They didn't perform yeah,
0: due diligence. Me, me and you still to maybe have friends that work in Israel, so we're not going to get into that. But if there's someone who's really bored, I would look at a lot of the Israeli really smaller internal exits and look at where the VCs that are in all those deals and see how many of the deals happen that are internal VC purchases, so they can yeah. kind of play with the, a lot of a lot of whatever. And a lot of, by the way, a lot of VCs what they do is they just give each other their other money. The, the amount of fund of funds. That was see. one of the, one of the
1: accusations with regards to Sequoia, that the SBF invested 250 million in Sequoia and Sequoia invested 250 million in FTX. I didn't see it. That's, that's funny. That's so the, basically no money moved hands, except the client's money. And,
0: and the brand that Sequoia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell that I met Sam once and we talked to him a few times. My main question is, is he as. Actual Asperger's, as he gives it. And I think he wasn't, I think like he's, he is, I think it's pretty weird. Yeah, but always was
1: no, I met him like in 2017, I think 2016 in the first token 2049 in Hong Kong, I met him and, and he was, he was weird. Like <laughs> was walking around with a big entourage of people from Malameda. Yeah. He didn't, he was smart. And weird, but it didn't like, didn't look like the criminal mastermind. No, no, no. Of course.
0: We actually did the FTX launch back in the day. Um, They fired us pretty quickly because they said that like, they wanted us to uh, fire all our other exchange clients. And I'm like, yeah. I'm yeah. They wanted to, to fire to go the go world go basically. Like you don't work with it. Exactly. They're like, I don't think you guys understand the FTX, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. they so drink like, their own. They're like, man, yeah, I work with Deribit Now I also work with FTX. Cool. It's not the derivatives exchange. But also I think that I was optimistic towards the market. I can tell you that. I didn't think that 100, uh, 100x leveraged era op fans is better. No, it's going to be that fucking popular, but I guess I don't know. Okay, so what's next for you? Like, what's... So you, you, you detox for six months or whatever, smell the roses. First of all, I didn't
1: yet. Yeah, I just thought, like, I finished my role in Simplex like two months ago. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So give me a bit yeah. more space. Yeah, Don't
0: pressure me. Don't <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I think, first of all, like, I need to detox for a longer period and there's not much to do in a bigger market. I mean, it's fucking horrendous. Like looking around every, everybody's bummed,
0: yeah. so it's not great. Everyone, everyone, I can say that I was just a lot of conferences recently without you. It's, it, it's not as fun <laughs> everyone's selling no one's buying everybody's trying to soldier on and like keep a happy face and wait for the next bull run but everybody's waiting for the next it's funny i'm just writing an op-ed right now about that that might not be <laughs> great for me but i'm getting kind of pissed about that and i'm gonna tr- i'm gonna get this um, i'm gonna pinball the story for you and, and, and bounce it and see what you think about it but i feel like a lot of founders are talking to me in crypto they're like raised $1.5 one point five million dollars a year ago, whatever, and they're like, Oh, I think to maybe have like eight or nine months of runway. I'm gonna do some grand farming, gonna to go to a cave and wait for the winter. And first of all, I don't think that business like that's a startup. This is not I don't start th- that's not how VCs good they were operate to remember. And and it, it still works it. so fast and you might like get up to a cave and you're not relevant in any any path or way. Hundred percent. But and-
1: but you have it. to remember that many of the founders didn't sign up for this shit. They sign up for a startup where you raise 2 million as a seed or 6 million as a seed and you raise six months later, another 20
0: and you do a secondary a year later and you no, love it. So, so they're not ready for it. Yes, they right. know, But I think that in, in the traditional web one or web two space startup founders, when they sign up, they believe that they're going to be doing this for four or five years or whatever. Average but, is seven. You know, so in crypto, I think people understand the concept of projects or whatever. I feel like. It's not that of a ashamed to do like, I tried something, we did, I, I, my, my claim is go big or go home. You know, and again, look at Simplex, look at Polygon or Matic, look at Solana. look at FTX. These people made their biggest strides in the bear markets. Yeah, but and they got real... 100%, Steve.
1: same for Coinbase or Binance. as well. Yeah, so... But Steve, you, need, you need a very
0: special founding team and very special narrative. you gaping yeah, no, that has a million and a half or two million oh, in the bank right now for years so the market is for the investors yes. what makes Some, <laughs> someone told me yesterday. what makes more sense to so go in and say right. Oh, i right i'm gonna like wait till nfts are cool again and say oh, i can spread this two million dollars as thin as possible or let's make a run for the money do something big try something and if not you know what maybe call or give uh, the money back and move on i can tell you what i would have done but it's there's no right
1: way but like someone told me yesterday the ride for the web3 interest group is going out in two hours bring your helmet because it's a bike like nobody cares, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can pivot, which most startups in the past used to do, like people, did yeah. you find a product market? For- did the that way? No, no, we're bored. Mm-hmm. We're the, we're the one that didn't. Yeah. Again, with regards to stubbornness, but again, most of the, I, I think most of the startups weren't really obsessed with an idea. They saw the free money going
0: around. And the copycatism
1: yeah and they said okay this could be interesting let's raise money it wasn't like a simple like simplex said a very 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 easy product i can explain it in two seconds yeah and i'm meeting some startups today you know they're telling me about yeah we want to do that a liquidity from small chains to manage chain. wash trading for nft who gives a shit nobody <laughs> nobody literally i mean the trade volume in nfts is like 90 90 Percent down, and now you want to eliminate wash trading, which is eighty percent of
0: what's left. Nobody wants it. Yeah. Go to something useful. I remember a lot of th- uh, startup founders were coming to us about th- four years ago, saying, "Oh, we're going to help centralized exchanges to fight hacks." And like, yeah, you're going to have a problem selling that. And he's like, "Why? Because mostly centralized exchanges hacks are inside jobs." Really? And I saw him a few years ago, he was like, yeah, you were really right about that. That's like, like no one wanted that. Yeah, it's funny. I actually had a talk with the friend from Solius Labs, and they helped, like, again, monitor wash trading, and they found out the way to do this with the regulator. But yeah, the so they right. had no real interest about proving that whatsoever. Was trading. How much of crypto do you think in the bull market was fake? How much is it was money being exchanged through servers and market making and triple leverage? Like, that was the real scary part for you, understanding that, like, how much of, like, it looked like when Alameda and FTX were done with Solana, you just, you see, like, tens of billions of dollars of whatever just evaporates.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's bad, you know, it's very much like the regular market, like, what's percent it's, it's supposedly like 97% of trading is done by uh, high frequency trading. Anyhow, yeah, so, you know,
0: it's yeah. I remember a few days after FTX, collapsed the onion, which is a great fictitious website said that had a great article about crypto users. a trust increases as crypto, matures to act like traditional markets. <laughs> like no, it's not great <laughs> like that,
1: exactly. That's what I'm telling people. Like someone asked me, he's like, is crypto dead? I told him that fundamentals haven't changed at all. Nothing like all the bad shit going on. Is like well, that's the shit, thing.
0: Also, don't market. That's the they I Don't like think. it. I, like, <laughs> I do have a problem that I think a lot of like the OGs like yourself. I'm I'm a mini OG, not like yourself, but they're like, oh yeah, I've seen it happen twenty times. It's gonna be up, it's gonna be down. That's what a year. And then there's no real recognition. There's no real understanding of the sequoias and the 16s. And they're like, oh shit, how did we like put punk Soul's liquidity into this? There's no question of startup or whatever founders like me and you or like, oh shit, how did we play along and. Also invested in the stupid launch pad or NFT gaming, or whatever. We, we all think it's shit, bro. When it was hot, we were signing those SAFs as well. So yeah, but the, I did it eyes
1: open. Like I, I knew yeah, it was this this crap. This I, the, people, man, I knew I was going to make money on, you know, some of the tokens. Possibly. Yeah. And it was fine. You know, it's all good. I mean, if you buy Tesla,
0: when you know, you think it's going to go how up, because people try to get Simplex into a token. How, like how much pressure was that? Or phone you said was how many times did that like tokenize Simplex? Yeah. The free money was, or was back. How many times was that? But so. we spoke
1: about like with some bankers once just before the M&A and with regard to tokens, just like, like in the 2016, 17 yeah. cycle, the
0: free we, money time.
1: The we had free. founder with the, uh, with the board. And I told them like, listen, if we do that, you can kiss regulation. Goodbye. We're never going to get a license, any license anyway. So they
0: dropped it and that was that. How much, that? How much well, of an asset was those licenses when we went and looked right now to be sold? I think it was, at the end of the day, it
1: was useful to have them. It wasn't like make or break. I overestimated them before having them. Huge hassle, not such a huge benefit. I mean, again, at the M&A, they, they had a pretty big role. So at the end, yeah, it was definitely worth it. That was one of the differentiators from competition that we were heavily licensed.
0: Okay. So yeah, let's, let's start wrapping up. So what are the next steps? You have a few more months, so you have to actually care about it, but market <laughs> is a bit down, so you don't have a lot of pressure, but it is a time to build as everyone's saying right now. It is because there's nothing else to do. You can trade. So <laughs> might as well see that. <laughs> this is the time
1: for vulture capitalism. I bet. Hey. <laughs> Well said, so I'm I'm not building anything. I'm not going to, you know, leave the market. It's not like rage quit on crypto. I love crypto. I think it's super interesting that for me, I know it pisses you off, but
0: for me, the narrative hasn't changed. I'm still all for, you know, decentralization. And You actually, difference. you actually came for a crypto part of it. I came as a, yeah. as a That's third absolutely. provider that saw cool space and then
1: like, no, no, 100%. Like I bought into the alternative financial system narrative completely. And, and that hasn't changed, you know, Bitcoin... You still haven't been disenfranchised at all? At all. Okay. Bitcoin hasn't been... First of all, it's still like a thousand X since I bought it. So I...
0: But when you sold your company, you quoted it in dollars, not in Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> because <laughs> the,
0: buy, I'm the buying company...
1: <laughs> no, the buying company is, you know... The re- I'm a believer, not an idiot. Yeah, know? that's true. No, but you need to kind of spread your risk around. But I still think that... The promise is still there. I'm still confident it's going to go up. I didn't sell a single Bitcoin, still bought more actually lately. And I I don't think it really changed. You know, when I started my way in crypto, I said like, yeah, five years, it's going to be like mainstream. So it's going to take like 30 years.
0: I still think that where crypto was when I got in the industry in 2017 and where it is five and a half years ago later is insane. And I think that if we do the same amount of progress in five years that we did the past five years, which is from, oh my God, you can't literally buy it anywhere until every fucking bank is in some place in it or whatever. there's multiple credit cards, there's, and I remember at the time that just even promising the content that they will have a credit card with crypto was enough to see here at yeah. that it's not going to happen. And you know, you gray label cards with simplex all the time. All right, cool. So we're going to be wrapping up question. So you talk about it. Your old, oldest child is out. 20 in a, a week. Is he being crypto?
1: Yeah, Did you pass on the, the torch? I didn't pass on the torch. He got, like, his allowance since he was, I think, like, 13 or for a period of time, he got his allowance in Bitcoin, so he, he's got a bag. That's <laughs> hilarious. Did he opt into that, or that was your idea? I, I suggest that his sister didn't want to. Like, um, oh, my God. How, I, how she <laughs> doesn't care. She's very conservative. She doesn't care at all. I did, like, he was, like. I don't know, it was like 13. So I offered him like risk-free. I told him like, I'll, I'll insure the fiat, I'll insure for you the fiat value of the allowance. So you can't lose. So and afterwards, like cool. he was, he started trading on Binance. It was a army It's
0: funny. So, you're, so I was gonna ask, but do you wish on your kids to become crypto degens? and it looks like you're, you're trying to push them that way? No,
1: not at all. It's like everybody do what they want. I, I expose them to, we talk about like, about finance and banking and, uh, you know, all the time. That's amazing. So you
0: actually use the crypto as a
1: way to educate them and wider stuff, or is that just like... Not just that. I think it's important to understand finance. Yes. As in general, I, like, I don't understand. Like, I don't have a massive understanding, but it is interesting. And basically, that's how things work around in the world. So, you know, I expose them to the, to the point that both, I have four kids. So the two older ones in ninth grade gave a talk in school about, Money, you know, starting from the old days of money, gold, shells,
0: whatever, going through to cryptocurrency. So they have Nick Zabo's deck. I've seen it six times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <The> <laughs> <white>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's super cool. Thank you very much. I hope uh, the pilot worked and it wasn't too much of a bore. No. And now let's go have lunch. Yay. And that wraps up our first episode of Blockbusters. I want to thank anyone me for being my senior guest. I also want to thank. Anat and Daniel from our team for helping me set this up. And hopefully this is the beginning of a long tradition of podcasts brought to you here by Market Across. Thank you very much for joining.